is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Great. Are we all here? Well, I've got a lot to get through this morning, as per usual, and I'm going to go not at my normal speed, but one and a half times speed. So you've got to be awake this morning to keep up with me. Okay, so are you ready? Are you sure? Okay, we're going to be looking at the Bible quite a bit, so if you've got your Bibles with you, that'd be really helpful. Um, So uh, we'll see how we get on, yeah? We're going to carry on with our uh, series Lessons from the life of David, from the Old Testament, from uh, 2 Samuel chapter 22. That's what we're going to be looking at. If you wouldn't mind turning to that now, we're going to read from that. It's quite a lengthy chapter, but uh, as I say, we'll get through it as quick as we we can. Okay, so 2 Samuel chapter 22. Um, The uh, talk that we're having this morning is entitled David the Worshipper. So verse 1, David sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my savior. From violent men you save me. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The waves of death swirled about me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled round me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called out to my God. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations, sorry, Quaked. The foundations of the heaven shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed, blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his canopy around him. The dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of his out of the brightness of his presence, bolts of lightning blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered the enemies, bolts of lightning and routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed and the foundations of the earth laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of breath from his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands. He has rewarded me, for I've kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have turned away from his decrees. Sorry, I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanliness in his sight. 
To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble. I lost track there. You save the humble, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them low. You are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield to all those who take refuge in him. For who is God beside the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. I pursued my enemies and crushed them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them completely and they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help but there was no one to save them, to the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine as dust of the earth. I pounded and trampled them like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of my people. You have preserved me as a head of nations. People I do not know are subject to me, and foreigners come clinging to me. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be my rock. Exalted be God, the rock, my savior. He is the God who avenges me, who puts the nations under me, who sets me free from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From violent men, you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you, O Lord. Among the nations, I will sing praises to your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Praise the Lord. Let's just pray together. Father, I want to thank you for this morning. We praise you, Lord, for your presence with us. And I ask that Holy Spirit, that you will come this morning and that you will speak to us, that you will challenge us and you will encourage us that you will give us food for thought, Lord, and that, Lord, we may be obedient to your word as your Holy Spirit Spirit speaks to us. We ask that you would receive the glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Quite a lengthy psalm, but a wonderful psalm. Um, This uh, is a song of thanksgiving from David to God. The same song uh, or psalm is seen in Psalms itself. It's Psalm 18. Um, and there's some slight variances in the, in the two. David is the author of this song and is well known not only as a warrior and a king, but also as a poet and a musician for his contribution to the Psalms. This particular passage is David's reflection and, and, and acknowledgement of God's hand upon his life. It's a song that the Jews use in their traditional worship. 
This is not the only psalm that David wrote. He wrote numerous others. And it's believed that, uh, but not confirmed, that 78 of the 150 psalms that we have in the Bible were written by David. And this just shows uh, that David was very, uh, had a very clear desire to worship God through the singing of songs accompanied by the playing of musical instruments. I don't know about you, but uh, when I need to be uplifted, Psalms is a place where I go, and there's just so much in there that can uplift your spirit, especially when you're, when you're tired and weak and, and need encouragement. Before we take a closer look at chapter 22, and indeed the psalm, uh, let's look at the context in, in, in which it was written. Um, there's some disagreement amongst commentators concerning the time that the psalm was actually written. It suggested that David wrote the psalm in his early years, but then revised it in his latter years. However, what is important is that this psalm, or the author of this psalm, is David. And verse 1 suggests that the psalm was written in a time uh, of peace when David had defeated his enemies and also Saul. So it was a period of sustained peace that he was in. It was during this tranquil period that David uh, reflects back on his experiences with God and pens them uh, into this psalm. David, as you know, um, was chosen and anointed by God um, through the prophet Samuel to be king of Israel. It was David who brought the northern and southern kingdoms together and he ruled it over a, a period of about 40 years. However, um, during that time also Saul was made uh, king by the people but David was chosen of God to be the king and Saul was disobedient as you know the story um, to God and God had rejected him and therefore cho- uh, chosen David um, in his place and this all happened during the reign uh, of Saul and Saul became jealous of David and became his enemy David had many enemies, and to name a few, they were the, uh, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Gibeonites, and the famous Philistines. They were all his enemies. And then closer to home, his very own son, Absalom. But the most formidable enemy he had was Saul, who sought to, to take his life. That just goes to show that having the anointing of God on your life doesn't mean that you will escape troubles, that you won't have any enemies Far from it. But what it does tell us that is that if we look to God, then God is in uh, there right w- with us in, in those circumstances and situations. David was considered a worshipper of God and a man after God's own heart. So what can we learn from the wor- from, about worship from David's life and from this psalm? David held God in very high esteem which is clearly evident in this, in this song and in the other psalms that David had written. This is a personal song in which David reflects over God's hand on his life as he looks back on his life's encounters and experiences. This is his story. This is his song. This is his psalm. It's also a song of joy victory and praise, a tribute of thanks and worship to God. Through it, David shares with his readers and listeners his most intimate feelings and experiences. 
David is exceptional in his tribute to God's power to save and uses an array of beautiful language and rich expression in conveying God's love for him. He uses wonderful imagery and symbolism to describe the passion God has for him, which is shown in the way that God comes to his aid. We can see it in verse 8 to 20. In verse 8 it says, The earth trembled and quaked, the foundations of the earth shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire came from his mouth, burning coals blazed out of it, and so on and so forth. And here he paints a picture of, of God being by his side, God leaving heaven's place and coming down to where David is. This song reveals David's, both David's passion for God and God's passion for David. David uses three short words to express his personal and intimate relationship with God. And those three words are my, I, and me. Now, all those three words are used quite extensively in this passage, but in particular, there are times where they're really used in terms to convey intimacy between him and God. That is his relationship with God. David used the word my 16 times in this psalm in reference to intimacy with God or his intimacy with God. He used the word I three times and me 10 times. We can see this from the opening verses. That's verses 2, 3, and 7. If you want to have a look at that very quickly. And uh, it says, he said, the Lord is my Rock, my fortress, my deliverer. Verse 3, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield, the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior from violent men. Verse 7, in my distress I called to the Lord, I called out to my God. This is a personal relationship with a personal God that he is expressing in this psalm. This is a personal Declaration. Again, we see it further in verse 29 where he says and uses the word my, my lamp. In verse 46, he uses the words my rock. And in verse 47, my savior. Again, it's personal. My God, my savior, my rock. This was no ordinary relationship. There's a definite sense of intimacy and passion in the way that David addresses his God which identifies his relationship with God and towards God. This is also seen in uh, verses 4 and 7, when David uses the word, I call, to identify his relationship with God again. In verse 4 he says, I call to the Lord. I call to the Lord, who is worthy of praise. In verse 7 he says, in my, in my distress I called to the Lord. And again it follows it, I called out to my God. That's what it says, verse 7. Followed by this, we have the word me used several times again by David in verses, keep up with me, 17, 18, 20, 33, 36, and 44. David's relationship with God was personal. It was intimate. It was through this kind of intimacy that David acquired the passion to worship God. And if we are to worship God, we have to have intimacy with God. Verse 17, he says, 
in the middle part of it, he reached down from on high, took hold of me. He drew me out of the depths of waters. Verse 18, he rescued me from the powerful enemy. Verse 20, in the middle, again in the middle of the verse, he brought me out of a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. This is David. Verse 33, it is God who arms me with strength. 34, he enables me to stand on the heights. 36, he gave me your, sorry, you give me your shield. You stoop down to make me great. And verse 44, you delivered me. And again, further down that same sentence, you have preserved me as a head of, sorry, as head of nations, peoples I do not know uh, are subject to me. So we see there is a, a real relationship here between David and his God. David and his maker. And at this point, I want to, uh, maybe helpful to ask a question. And the question is, ought we to have the same kind of intimacy with Christ? I would suggest to you this morning that the answer to that question is emphatically yes. If you wouldn't mind turning with me to the New Testament in John chapter 17. And we're going to read a few verses from there. And this is where Jesus is praying for the believers. And uh, verse 20, that's where we're going to pick the story up from. So John 17, verse 20 to 23. This is what it reads. My prayer is not for them alone. This is Jesus praying to the Father. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Verse 22, I have given them the glory you gave me that they may be one as we are one. Verse 23, I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. These verses speak of unity. They speak of oneness. They speak of intimacy. The intimacy that Jesus spoke about here was the same kind of intimacy that David had with his God. It was in the Old Testament. And sometimes we think that The people of the Old Testament didn't relate to God in the same way that probably we do, but they did. Because the common um, factor of it was, it was the Spirit of God that unites us uh, with God himself. I wonder, do we have the same kind of intimacy with God that David had? to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk.